This is a 980 CKNW podcast. We've been hearing a lot about rental-only zones in the province, in particular building rental-purposed buildings in Metro Vancouver in areas where there is very little rental stock right now. But what exactly could this do or would this do when it comes to land prices and real estate in the future? Well, Cameron Muir is the Chief Economist with the BC Real Estate Association and joins us on the line now to talk a bit more about this. Cameron, thanks so much for being with us this morning. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Good morning. Uh, What are your thoughts on uh, this idea of rezoning and bringing in rental-only zones? Well, when we look at the purpose-built rental market in Vancouver, the number of purpose-built units have really been stagnant for for decades. So in 1998, there were about 110,000 purpose-built units in Metro Vancouver. Uh, Today, there are about 110,000 purpose-built units in Vancouver. So there's definitely a a supply issue on that market, and uh, uh, anything that we can do to uh, encourage uh, development of rental suites uh, as to that stock and as to the diversity of housing choices. Uh, but is the, the reluctance then to build that, is it because of the zoning it makes it difficult or is it because it's not as attractive to developers that, to, to build that than it is to build market housing? Yeah, you have it there. When we look over the last 20 years, of course, uh, so just take there's a, a piece of property and, uh, you know, people invest their capital. The highest returns have been on uh, developing uh, condominiums, and so that's uh, where the competition is. So condominium uses are bidding, outbidding uh, the uses of, of rental housing, and, and that's it in a nutshell. Uh, so even if the zoning changes then, do you think we'll actually see more building of rental housing? Well, if there, so this is going to enable municipalities to uh, zone uh, areas or properties specifically for rental. So the crowding out effect of uh, condominium uses is, is not going to be at play. So the land is going to compete against other land that's available for rentals. And, of course, uh, uh, the marketplace will, will kind of determine what that, that land value is. Uh, of course, uh, given uh, history, then the value of that land is going to be less uh, somewhat less, uh, probably not a lot less, but somewhat less than than what we've uh, what would be achieved if it was put to the use of condominium development. So actually, a drop in price or a drop in the value if somebody is going in and building rental. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a drop in value because typically we take properties that are upzoned to higher density. So instead of being upzoned to condominium use, it's going to be upzoned to uh, a rental use. So that property value is going to go up. But nonetheless, it's going to provide a, a better level playing field for uh, uh, the rental construction business or for uh, 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 developers or investors entering into that uh, rental market. Uh, I think that's very important. You know, in Vancouver, if we look at the market, again, we've seen purpose-built units have been stagnant for 20 years. We've seen a lot of that being replaced, or at least a lot of the demand being uh, uh, met by uh, rentals of condominiums. So even over the last 10 years, we've seen a doubling of the amount of uh, uh, condominium apartments that are put in the rental market. We've also seen uh, an explosion of basement suites, and of course, we can throw carriage houses in the mix there. So that's has been kind of satisfying the demand in the marketplace. Unfortunately, other than basement suites, when we look at the condominiums, the bulk of it, uh, per, or condominiums that are rented out of the marketplace, uh, their rents tend to be much higher. So 
this will help not only provide uh, additional supply, but also provide some more, more affordable housing, uh, albeit just relatively more affordable. Right, because it's still going to take a while. It's not like overnight we have rezoning and then suddenly there are all these buildings coming online that have rental housing in them. Sure. So presumably a rental building is going to take around the same amount of time as a condominium building to build. And in Vancouver, it takes uh, probably five years or more from conception to completion. So it's not a a panacea in the short term for housing affordability. But I think over the long term, it's likely a step in the right direction. It also protects the existing stock. So uh, if you can zone uh, properties that are existing rental units, uh, rental buildings, uh, then it kind of eliminates that concern around conversions in the future. And to make this attractive then to developers and investors, uh, do you see uh, perks being added or trade-offs to uh, give the incentive for people to get into the market of building the rental housing? Well, uh, certainly any kind of incentive is going to uh, you know, add to the supply and, and certainly investment decisions are, uh, may be advanced as a result of that. Uh, but I think most importantly is that, uh, you know, if you have uh, particular parcels of land that are, uh, uh, and this is a particularly important early on, uh, are, are zoned uh, as rentals, rentals only, then there's a kind of a, a certainty in the marketplace, a certainty about that piece of property. And so, uh, you know, uh, investors, developers, you know, people risking capital, they like uh, certainty. And uh, I think that's, that's important as well. And just one of the kind of uh, side effects, and I think this is important as well, is that, you know, many people, have developers, investors have risked capital in order to buy p- properties now for condominium development. You know, creating a, a zone there that is rental only may, in fact, uh, cause them to, uh, you know, reevaluate their plans for any development. And uh, there, there may be some grandfathering that may be warranted here. And and the areas specifically, when we talk about the land uh, in question here, does it matter where it's going as far as uh, does it need to be near transit? Does it need to be uh, near other centers? Uh, how does that play into it? Yeah, well, I think it's a no-brainer that if you're going to provide uh, more affordable housing, then it would likely be uh, more appropriate to put it near transit and, and, and those kinds of things. Uh, I would leave that to the professionals at the planning level, at the municipalities, uh, looking at their own communities and, and what their communities' needs are. Uh, there has been a, a, you know, a risk highlighted that says that you know, this could lead to ghettoization, where you have uh, you know, massive areas full of just rental housing. I don't really think that would happen, given our, not only our constrained land supply, but also you know, we have some pretty uh, professional planners in the province, in, in all municipalities, and uh, I, I kind of tend to think that they're, they're, they're going to look at more uh, mixed-use zoning or mixed zoning rather than having it uh, wide swaths of rental units and, you know, uh, looking like projects in, in, in Chicago, or for example. I, I just don't see that happening. Right. So it sounds like you're saying as long as it's, it's done correctly, it could be a good policy. Yeah, I think so. Long term, I think it's it's a great policy. Um, I think that uh, you know its implementation. I think can be careful not to uh, uh, you know cause people some some people who have invested capital already to, to to lose that. I think that's important as well. But I think overall, I think it's a very very sound policy, and it uh, will over the long term promote uh, additional rental stock. All right, uh, we'll leave it there, Cameron Muir. Always great to chat with you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, 
TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.